hope you're hungry because you're listening to Everybody Eats. But you know, you saw, let's say I sold the iPhone charge to this guy. You know, he has my number. I have his number and I know what he does. Like, okay, he's, I don't know, he sells milk. I, I'm going to need milk one day. I'm going to hit him up. You know, you're, once you start hustling, like, you meet so many other people that you just, you know, you increase your network. And it's true when people say your, your network is your network. Um, when you beat, when you meet new people, just remind yourself to like always be nice because you never know when you're gonna cross paths with them again. What's up? What's up, everybody? It's your boy Bensky Belazer back again for another episode of Everybody Eats. We have a co-host Edom XP on the phone, and we're here with another guest, our good friend Senor Sebas. Sebas, say what's up. What's good, yeah. Word, word, word. So. We have a good episode today, um, but first, make sure that you like, share, subscribe, sharing this content. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at everybody underscore eats podcast. Make sure you go do that. We're going to post all our videos, snippets, any updates, anything that we have is going to be on that Instagram. So make sure you go follow it. Make sure you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and pretty much wherever you get your podcasts, we're on there. All right, that's everybody. So, let's get into today's episode. Sebas, um, why don't we just start off with a simple introduction, who you are, what do you do, and then we'll just start speaking from there. What's up, y'all? So, my name's Sebastian Cordoba. Uh, everybody calls me Seba Um Right now, I'm happy, I'm, ha- I'm happy that I just graduated college. I'm not going to lie to you. Congratulations. Thank you, bro. I'm not gonna lie to you. I hate school, so I can't. Uh, I just, you know, couldn't believe that I was. Do- I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. Right now, um, I pursue c- the career of uh, being a mortgage loan officer, and I'm just, you know, sky's the limit now, and I just can't wait to um, see what's in the future for me. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, um, Sebas, he went to Queens College with us. Um, so we graduated. This past May, done with economics. Don't worry, got, worry about no kind of metrics. Don't gotta see none of that ever again. <laughs> but um, all right. So you said you're uh pursuing the loan mortgage officer. So what does that even mean? What does that like? What is what is what is that? So the title name could be the mortgage loan originator or mortgage loan officer, and basically um. I'm just that guy who who gives, you know, helps people get fin- uh, finance for their homes. I get them pre-approved for their homes. Um, anything that has to do with a, a mortgage loan, I'm that person. So is that any different from a real estate agent or like? Completely different because a real estate agent is the one who tries to negotiate um, a home between a buyer and a seller. I'm the one who finances the buyer to buy that home. Without me, they can't. Uh, if they're getting a mortgage loan, without me, they can't get that uh, mortgage loan. Are you different from a bank? Like, if I thought if you wanted to finance a home, you'd normally go to the bank for a loan. Well, yeah, there's like, you know, the big banks, which is like Citibank or Wells Fargo. But I work for a, a private mortgage bank we're a direct lender so everything is done in home by the way I, I work for Lynx mortgage bank okay uh, 
So we're a direct lender. We do everything at home. We have our own underwriters, um, and everything is just produced at home. Uh, the difference between me and like a big bank is that I do everything personally. You know, I'm the one who negotiates the loan with you. You know, tries to get the best rate. Um, I get you approved. Um, I'm with you every step of the way. You know, if with a big bank, um, you know, you have to like deal with like different people and you're not able to like call them on site or text them on site. Like I'm there with the person every step of the way to get finance for their home. So are you helping them get a loan from someone else or are you giving out the loan yourself? Well, the, 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 um, as I said, we're direct mortgage, um, we're a direct lender, so we like Link's Mortgage itself. We give you the loan, like we're personally financing your loan, and then what we do is that we sell off the loan to like the big banks in like a month or so, and then it's not our our loan anymore. You know, you you'll be getting you'll have to be paying like Citibank for like the next thirty years. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that was better. So. You mortgage loan officers were, you know, the people, the, the I guess the main reason that the economy had their little whole um, recession a decade back, buddy. So uh, <laughs> how do you, uh, <laughs> buddy, you uh, how do you describe that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the, you know, I just got into the business 2019, so don't blame me for that, what happened 2008. <laughs> but that's what people called the good old days where people were just getting free loans anywhere. It's like, you wanted a house? Here, have it. You wanted a crib? Have it. You have no money, here's a loan. Like, <laughs> take no my money. Credit, no money needed, nothing, you know, just and then to the point where everybody had a crib, but they couldn't pay for it because they couldn't pay for the loan. Okay. Uh, so, so we had this conversation before, you know, uh, like a couple weeks back, maybe a month ago. Um, you hear a lot of people uh, talking about signs of another recession coming. Uh, where do you see yourself or what advice can you give us or everybody listening, uh, like for dur- like the next recession, what to do during and after, let's say, and in your, pers- your standpoint, specifically as a mortgage loan officer. I mean, if you want to, if you want me to give you advice right now, I'll tell you rates are lower, rates are low, buy a crib because <laughs> rates are really low, but when it comes to like a recession, um, I'm not an economist. I graduated with a, you know, um, may, uh, degree in economy. Econom- I can't even speak the word anymore. Yep, but- he's not an economist. <laughs> okay. I'm not Mifri. I'm about to call QC to take that degree back. But I mean, there's a lot of controversial um, between there's going to be a recession soon and there's not. I personally think. We're at an all-time high um, when the United States itself or anything in general, when you're in an all-time high, it always got to correct itself and drop, you know? Um, but personally, I, I, I don't think there's going to be a re- recession anytime soon. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't be able to advise much on that because I'm not a, you know, economist. Okay, okay. 
Makes sense. Makes sense. But you said something interesting earlier. Um, you said if people had no credit, they were still getting loans. So like, how does credit affect your job and getting loans? Like, can you speak on the importance of credit? Well, credit is very important in general in today's day for everything. You know, you can't get a, a car without credit. You can't get a home without credit. You can't, like, there's certain jobs that you can't even get accepted without credit, you know? But credit in general, what we utilize credit is to see, like, how much debt you're in. And with that debt, we um we, we do what's called the debt-to-income ratio. So... Your credit score, um, let's say you're, you know, in the high 70, 700s, that means you have a great credit score. If you're below 700s, you're medium. Bef- below six, you're like, all right, you need to work on your credit. Even if you're in the 600s, you need to work on your credit. But when um, credit comes into play, when we check, like, your, your li- the liabilities you have, like, let's say you have a car loan, you have another mortgage, you have um you know credit cards uh we check the utilization of it like if you use more than 30 percent like that's a problem that's what brings your credit down if you have um closed accounts if you have um derogatory um um what's it called when you have like bankruptcies when you have um different stuff um we look at all that yeah. And it comes into play to see uh, if you qualify for a mortgage or not. And let's say you have certain liabilities. What I told you about before is the debt-to-income ratio. Let's say you have um, all these monthly payments. Let's say you have a monthly payment of like, I don't know, $1,000. And you're trying to acquire a mortgage loan that's $3,000 a month. That thousand dollars comes into play to um, determine your debt to income ratio, and if it's more than a certain percent, which is normally 50 percent, it means that after you're higher than that percentage, we consider you that you're a big liability and you wouldn't be able to pay that loan back, so we wouldn't be able to qualify you. But if you're under it, then you're fine. You would you um you could definitely qualify for a loan. Got you, got you. So. I think um, I think just like what you spoke on there is just a real good lesson of just what credit is. I feel like I feel like in school we didn't really learn about it that much, or if we learned about it, we didn't learn about the importance of it. And I feel like that's just one thing. I think that's just like a general thing in school. Like, if for me personally, I learned the importance of credit through my dad, but like I can't recall a teacher really sitting down. Especially like we took, I took a like econ major, you know, accounting. Like, do you think have you ever had a teacher or pretty much anyone in school ever explain to you the importance of credit like that? Not once, not a dang soul. Nobody's told me anything. And I think a big issue is a lot of people are, um, at least this is my personal opinion, a lot of people are um, not happy with their income and everything. And they just use, credit cards and stuff to you know make up for that retail gap yeah like that and like to make up for that income gap so let's say you make hey i make forty-eight thousand a year um i'll just open up x y and z credit cards and you know give myself an extra 10k or whatever and 
have almost 60K in quote-unquote income, but then they don't realize interest rates and all that. But definitely school does not teach you that. My parents didn't even teach me that. You know, I started, I think, honestly, might have been you or Sebas who really stressed the importance of, of having credit. I've heard a lot of people um, talk about, you know, their credit cards, paying off their bills and everything, but no one really sat down and explained, hey, this is how it works or, you know, this is why it's important. So, it, I don't know, like, it's, it's kind of crazy because, like, how Sebas said, like, you won't be able to get a car, you won't be able to, um, you know, buy a house. Even if you wanted to go into, like, further education, I think sometimes they look at your credit score to see if you can possibly get a loan for school or anything like that, which, like, it shows you the crazy importance of it. And, like, if people don't know that, you know, and, like, I don't know exactly, maybe Sebas knows, like, how how easy or hard is it to build your credit if you're just, like, not, say, paying your credit cards and not paying off your any debts that you have and stuff like that like say you do have a good little credit score do you know how easy it is to increase it do you guys do that um we help people like you know figure out okay what exactly you have to pay off what exactly is um you know hurting your credit um is uh, most people like they use uh like credit cards let's say they have a ten thousand dollar limit and they're using more than thirty percent, so they're using four or five, six thousand dollars of the credit, and that kills you when it comes to your credit score a lot. But what uh, if you pay it off, though? I mean, yeah, if you pay it off, that's fine. But what people do is that they use, let's say, that out of the ten thousand, they use five thousand, but then they pay off like the mo- the low monthly payment of like fifty dollars. You're still gonna have four thousand and change left so you're using more than 30 percent of your credit what's wrong with paying the minimum though isn't that what you're like they put the minimum for a reason no well yeah they put the minimum for a reason but you still owe more than 30 percent of the of the usage of that credit card Mm. you get me it's like like even the smartest people like they they do that often but they're just not taught that you can't use like you could use it but it's definitely gonna hurt you in the long run yeah um like when i said back to um how credit can affect you getting a job i personally um like i can't get my job as a mortgage loan officer if they don't go through my credit check and see that i have a good enough credit score what does your credit have to do with your work though because right now i'm a mortgage loan officer and if i'm giving out loans to people with great credit or bad credit how can i give out um loans when i have bad credit myself you get me like who am i to tell you you can't get this loan but i have bad credit myself like i have um you know liens on my on my thing i have bankruptcies like when it comes to the department of banking they're like okay like you don't qualify to be a mortgage loan officer so <laughs> you can't work and then i can't work you know i feel you, i feel no nah, i make that's that's crazy i've heard about that um uh, even in the business field, I just heard like certain jobs would run your credit to make sure. And like, I guess that's just maybe like, I don't know, it it would make sense maybe in the corporate field if you're dealing with, you know, if you're doing loans and stuff for banks and stuff, maybe you need to show that you have good credit yourself. I don't know. It would make sense. Um, but I think essentially just make sure, um, like, I guess like you said, like that, uh, the low, the base amount or the 
the least yeah, amount that you could pay. Like, I think that's just a setup. Like, I think it's a trap to get people. It's, it's a trap to make people feel like, feel good about themselves for like paying some of it off. And then it's like, all right, sure. You know, but then the, you know, the net amount that's left, they're going to charge interest on that. And then you have your following months bill that whatever you spend on. So now you're like double behind, but then, you know, you want to pay that minimum 50 bucks just to make you feel good for spending like a thousand. You know what I mean? So it's like, don't, what I was taught always is don't spend it unless you, like, you have, have, you know? Don't spend what you don't have. Don't spend whatever you don't, like, whatever cash you have, spend that, but don't spend more than whatever cash you don't have. Yeah. And I think, I think Jay-Z says something like, I think, like, he would only buy something if he could buy it twice. Something like that. So I think, like, like, I think low-key, like, that's a good lesson, like, if you need to discipline yourself to that point where it's like, all right, can I afford this? Um, you know, say you want to buy, I don't know, new Xbox, right? New PS5 that's about to come out. Like, oh, it's like, what, 400, 500 bucks, right? Like, unless you could, I feel like unless you could buy it two times over, right? Don't be putting on your credit card and then, like, later on talking about, like, oh, I can't pay it all. <laughs> for sure. So, shout out to, shout out to Hope for that. Um. But yeah, so before Ian, do you have any questions? Cause I'm ready to do the word of the day. Nah, nah, that's all you. All right, awesome. So speaking of uh, business, I think this is a fine quote. One of you, y'all probably y'all should know it. Actually, it's not that hard, but it's simple. I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. Uh, Jay Z. Uh, Wait, is this a supposed to be a lyric? Nah, yeah, it's a lyric. Uh, the song he did with Kanye. Yo, I listen to the song at least a couple of times a week. All right, you're taking too Jay-Z. long. It's Jay Z. Right. <laughs> you're taking that's, too long. Jay Z, Kanye West, Diamonds from Sierra. Rio. There you go. <laughs> you're there taking you go. way too long. But um, I still got it. What's up? Yeah, he says, yeah, "I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. Let me handle things like let me handle my, my business." Damn. That go kind of ties into the next topic that I want to talk about was just like hustling you know what i mean like you know jay-z that's pretty much what he talks about jay-z he's a he's a bona fide hustler like but he does it in a strategic man like in a strategic manner like he has besides his um just his music like he has you know a lot of property he has investments in art he has investments in so many different things right right now he's trying to do that um you know deal with the nfl so just like being able to just make money, you know, in different aspects, being able to have different investments. I think that's what he means. Like, I'm not a, like just a businessman. Like he is a business, you know what I mean? So, um, I think that's just something, um, I think we could all speak about, honestly, like I know Sebas, you know, he's always working, you know what I mean? Like he has that work ethic, you know, um, with having school, you know, School, work, um, doing the podcast, having the uh, uh, clothing line, like it just being able to be multifaceted. So that's just something I want to speak about. So, what would you classify 
this is either for the Sabas or Edom. What would you classify like a hustler or just like hustling? So can I refer to the, the dictionary definition of it? Sure. All right, cool. So we got two definitions. The commonplace definition, I guess, or the, the, the one's off Urban Dictionary and the other one's just one I looked up. So it's considered a verb to force someone or to move hurriedly or unceremoniously in a specified direction. What? So you, that's all, I, the example is they hustled them into the back of a horse-drawn wagon. So oh, I guess push you. Like right? smuggle them. <laughs> or, yeah, yeah, I guess push you, push you quickly, get you to move quick, right? So, you know, hustle, move it, move it, move it. And then the urban dictionary definition is to have the courage, confidence, and self-belief and self-determination to go out there and work it out until you find the opportunities you want in life. Mm. I like that one better. That's fact. Can you speak so, on that, Sebas? What do you what do you like about it? Well, definitely um as a hustler, you're you have a goal and you wanna go after it, you know? You're gonna um reach it however you find yourself reaching it. It all it also comes into play as being ambition, you know, uh being ambitious. Yeah. A hustler to me is an ambition per, uh, ambitious person. If you're not an ambitious person, you cannot be a hustler. I feel like, I feel like that word though is also called also has also had like a bad connotation to it. I don't know. I feel like just the word hustler. I feel like when people say like, oh, I'm a hustler, I feel like that just means like, oh, like you're a drug dealer. Like no, like when it comes to hustling, it's not only like when it, you know, it's not only just like drug dealing. I have that kind of mentality. It's like I'm a hustler. Like kind of like Seb, I said, like, you're going to have that ambition to go get it, go get what you want. You know what I mean? Like, when it comes to making different ideas, different hobbies, different businesses, if it's a job, you know, like, you got to hustle for it, right? Like, you're going to have people who are either in your same field that are competition, someone who's, like, going against you as competition. Like, you have to make sure that, like, you know, you're putting your all out there, using all your resources, you're being multifaceted, you know, and just be the best person or, you know, just do the best job and to get what you want done. So you're saying you're not a hustler? What? Of course, boy. <laughs> nah. Um, I, would, I would definitely say, like, I think, um, I think it, it, you know who, like, inspired me a lot? We talk about this guy a lot, but Gary V. I think, like, um, listening to a lot of his videos and listening to a lot of his uh, podcasts and stuff like that, that really, really uh, kind of, inspired me onto this like track of this trying to figure and do different things you know until like i'm just like fully happy with what i'm doing with my life and you actually got to go see him was it last week yeah so how was that can you talk about that it was actually it was great um i actually went for i was actually in the uh it was in jersey i went at like seven in the morning yeah um, I stayed all the way till 8 p.m. Like I learned a lot of knowledge that day. It wasn't just Gary V. It was on you know, different, um, you know, motivational speakers. Damon John was there. JT Fox. A lot of people. Um, and each one, you know, basically introduces themselves. You know, and they their business field, like your real estate. You know, um, clothing line, whatever they do. Yeah. And they try to. They try to sell you their business and try to make make you come to like another um, motivational speaker event where they do for like two three days, 
But the last one was actually Gary Vee and him. He's different. He, he's not trying to sell you. He's trying to tell you, you know, um, life is not about money. Like he, he literally just like, told, like did the opposite of what every other motivational speaker did. Yeah. And he straight up said like, you know, life is not about money. You know, it's about, um, being happy and being happy at what you do. Yeah. Which is very important. You know, it's like, um, I personally say like, I, I wouldn't say I don't chase the bag, but don't, um, don't chase the bag, chase happiness, you know? Yeah. 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 Because if that, you're not happy at what you're doing, um, the money's not worth it because let's say, I don't know, let's say you're, you're a teacher and you lived your happiest life and you're making 40 K and you know, um, life is good. You have your family and everything that compared to somebody who's making a million dollars and who's not happy. You can't compare that at all. I prefer the happiness over the money anytime. Or I think the best option is happy with the money. Cause 40k. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I kind of feel like, know, bro, a million dollars versus 40k. I think I'd be a little mad at my I'm job for that, fun. bro. <laughs> like, we talking, we talking big bucks there. <laughs> nah, maybe I, that's where you go and, and hustle, you know, and hustle and be the best in your 40k field, so that you can go and make more money, and you know. Of there course. you go. Like, you can make money in anything. Let's say you're a teacher. Yeah, you're making forty k. But okay, how about after work? You know, do tutoring. You know, do like in Long Island, you could get tutoring for like a hundred dollars an hour per child. Let's say you do three children, three um, uh, three students in one hour. That's three hundred bucks right there, right after you know school. You can make money off of any field. You just gotta go out and get it. Be a hustler. Mm. Be ambitious. Preach. <laughs> But I nah, think Savas is being really, really humble right now. Savas has had now, I'm de- many I'm, I'm business you, I'm ventures. Fronted. I'm fronted for the fact that I'm trying to be Gary Vee right now, but I'm not. I'm, I'm saying hello. <laughs> I, I prefer the million dollars over anything. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I know Savas is like the definition of like a hustler, to be very honest. Ever since I've known Savas, like three, going on three and a half years now, Savas has been. I want to say up to something, but he's always working, you know, working hard for his money. He always, like, he's always got, like, a business thing going on. So, like, you know, elaborate, Sebas. Why don't you, why don't you, you know, give us a few, like, give us, like, the process, you know, your mindset um, into going into a said venture, like, what you've learned from it, you know, so. My mindset is definitely, like, different. I just, I want to do everything. Even if it's the little thing where I'm making five bucks, I want those five bucks, like. I could sell a charger. I could sell an iPhone case, and I make five bucks. I'm happy because I just made five more dollars. Nah, it's funny because I bought my first pop socket from Sebas, which is like the. <laughs> it, it, it ain't last crazy long, but it, I was happy. Um, I've done I've done many things from like you know selling pop sockets to iPhone cases to headphones to like getting into like selling collectible coins, jewelry, to um. I used to be like a delivery guy, you know, I used to make mad better for that too. Um, I've done, you know, I've thrown parties to make money, crazy money there. Um, I've sold nutcrackers, you know, I don't know if y'all know about nutcrackers, you know, nutties, um, alcohol beverages, you know. Um, I've done it all, man. I, I've traded, um, 
I don't know. I've done you were in Forex for a little bit, no? Yeah, I was. Well, I still am, you know, just I'm very focused on what is my career right now. And yeah. I'm trying to just, uh, pursue that, learn that, perfect my craft in that. But I definitely, um, I've traded Forex before. For someone with, you know, who's been in all these different types of businesses and obviously you're a great businessman, but great salesperson. So what's the end goal then? Is it continuing doing what you're doing? Is it, you know, is it something else? Or is, is it just, you still, is, is the reason that you're hustling is to find your end goal? In general, I mean, because I've started, you know, hustling ever since, like, I was in, like, middle school. Like, I saw Yu-Gi-Oh cards, so, like, kids were, like, $5 in, in middle school. Like, it's, like, a never-ending thing. Like, it's just a, I, it's not that I'm trying to find something, but I just, I'm, I want to, like, educate my not educate we well, yeah, educate myself into like doing everything i can possible you know because in general like self-educating yourself is probably the best thing you could do um um to get like your best outcome of yourself yeah um you know like i personally like i yeah i went to college but i also like i prefer going to like real estate school or learning trading instead of actually college like college didn't teach me anything at all but my, my end goal was just making money, man. I, I wanted to, you know, have an extra $500 just to, you know, rack up and invest that back to buying something else and selling something else. It, just, it was a never-ending cycle. I feel you, I feel you. Sometimes it's just in the blood. Nah, definitely. I feel like it's in the blood with Sebas. Definitely. The, I feel like a lot of hustlers are, you know, I was watching a podcast with uh, Byron Allen and uh, the Breakfast Club. Uh, and you know, his, his life kind of put him in a position where he had to hustle and had to do a lot of things. And granted, I don't know much about your life, Sabas, you know, I don't know, but, you know, stepping away from that, definitely, I feel like this is 100% in your blood. And like, I really respect that you've been in so many different fields for as long as I've known you and however long those may have lasted, I think. At least what I can see, your end goal is definitely to just be a jack of all trades and educated about everything. Because, you know, if I got a question, I know I can come to you. And if you don't have the answers, you're, you're networked. Yeah, you're definitely connected to somebody. You know, I, I talked to you about getting cars, building credit. So, like, Sebas, you definitely, like... And you know it's stuff, too. You know? Yeah, definitely. Like, that's one thing I expect. And uh, it's funny, you know, you... You mean Sebas, you think he he up to no good, he trying to take your money, but everybody I should have been a scammer, you know? <laughs> nah, he de- once you like actually listen to what he has to say, like he definitely got your best interest in mind. Definitely, definitely. Unless that's when the scam really starts. But <laughs> <laughs> that's how a true scammer gets you, man, to make you feel comfortable. In general, just you know, just hustling is what just it leads to like, um, you know, your net your network. Like you get to network with a lot of people. Like you know, you saw. Let's say I sold the iPhone charger to this guy. You know, he has my number. I have his number, and I know what he does. Like, okay, he's I don't know. He sells milk. I right, I'm gonna need milk one day. I'm gonna hit him up. You know, you're once you start hustling, like you meet so many other people that. You just, you know, you increase your network, and it's true when people say your your network is your net worth. Um, when you beat, when you meet new people, just remind yourself to like always be nice because you never know when you're gonna cross paths with them again. That's a fact. Definitely, definitely. That's a fact. 
Um, so one last thing I want to speak about, um, a little bit different. Um, I kind of got reminded of this when Seba said that he went to New Jersey to go see the um, go see Gary Vee and the other motivational speakers. But in recent news, there's a new mall coming, or actually, actually, it just opened in New Jersey. Let me go get the name of that. But have you guys heard about that? Like, heard about it? No, sir. I've been in bed for a week. That's hovering. I'm not going to lie to you. I found about it two days ago for the fact that some girl's like, yo, let's go to American Dream. I'm like, what the hell is American Dream? Exactly. Yo, I I didn't know about it. Literally, I was listening to The Breakfast Club and like two days in a row, DJ Envy and them like were talking about it. So I was like, yo. And like today I listened to it again and I was like, yo, this is crazy. So apparently, right, for those listening who don't know, the American Dream Meadowlands is a retail and entertainment complex. Um, in Meadowland Sports Complex. So that's right, like, across where the Giants play. So it's right outside right outside the city. It's in New Jersey. Apparently, it's supposed to be, like, the biggest mall or one of the biggest malls in America. They've been building it since, like, 2000. It's been in process since 2003. Jeez. So, like, 16 years in progress making this mall. So... It says that it's 55% entertainment, 45% retail, all right? So it's supposed to, let's see, it has 450 retail shops, so 450 stores, right? That's nuts. Let's see, six anchor retail tenants, 12 major retail, all right, boring. Dining, more than 100 eateries, 21 full-service restaurants, 45 specialty food retailers, and entertainment. Was 60 foot one of the six atriums is a 60 foot space that will serve as entertainment hub for live events, indoor NHL size ice rink, so a full size professional hockey rink, Nickelodeon Universe, DreamWorks, an indoor water park, a 3,000 seat concert venue, Big Snow American Dream, an indoor ski slope. Two miniature 18-hole golf courses, a CMX theater, Kidzania, Lucky Strike, bowling, an aquarium, indoor, and indoor rock climbing. All they're missing is Six Flags in Disneyland. Bro, that is Six Flags in Disneyland, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to lie. They even said they're going to have, I'm pretty sure I heard they're going to have roller coasters in there. I'm not gonna lie, you sold me at a, a hundred food stores. I was, I'm with it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's right next to the um, the Giants. Yeah, it's right next to where the Giants the Giants Stadium is, and like it's right outside the city. They said it's like it's like a 15 minute drive, but like in New York City time, that's like probably like 45 minutes to an hour. Hey, it's definitely gonna be a destination spot yeah. summer 2020. Um, we are. Oh, of course. Well, personally, <laughs> I think it's great for the fact that it's definitely gonna bring a lot of um jobs. Jobs, like, yeah. That's true. Um, um, you know, even if if it's just retail or entertainment, uh, definitely could get some jobs there. And um, for the fact that it's fifty five percent more entertainment. That definitely will bring more shoppers in for the fact that, okay, um, I'm going to go, you know, 
go to the water park. I'm going to go, you know, slip a slide real quick. And then right after, all right, look, I see this Gucci bag. Let me buy it real quick. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's made where you're walking through the stores first or before to make sure that you buy something or you buy something after to bring yeah, it to shoppers, you know? They're going to put the entertainment in the back. So you got to go through the stores first. Definitely. So, yeah. So for you to reach your destination, you're going through, you know, whatever store you love. Yeah, like, I definitely got a shop first, and then I go to the water park. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or when you leave in the water park, man, that Gucci bag looking good. <laughs> you need to cop that. It's definitely great. Um, you know, like a smart a thing to put more entertainment than retail. Yeah. For the fact that the entertainment will bring um retail shoppers. Yeah. Oh, of course. So now, like, hey, personally, if I were to go to that mall, I check out the stores, browse because they definitely would bring in a lot of stores I've never seen before. But still, probably just to go eat and and go hit up some water slides, you know. I'll wait for Sebas to send me uh, a food spots Instagram that's in that <laughs> New Jersey mall, and then then we'll we'll dedicate a Saturday and be out. Uh, that's crazy though. I wish I was closer, still up in New York. I would love to check that out. But I think they said that's only phase one too. I could be wrong. I think let's see. The first of four opening stages occurred on October 25th. All right, so there's still more. There are three more stages to open in 2000, later in 2019 and 2020. So yeah. I don't know if all that stuff is open right now and they're adding more, but that would be nuts. But yeah, I just want to talk about that a little bit. I think uh, that summarizes the majority of this week's episode. Uh, Edom Sebas, do you have any last words for the people? Any last advice? Anything you want them to take? Any food for thought? Everybody should go connect with Sebas on LinkedIn or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, definitely expand your network, y'all. Your network is your net worth, as he says. Um, hustling. Some people are born with it. Some people are pushed into being hustlers. But definitely have that confidence and mentality to not be afraid to take the first step. Don't procrastinate and and transcend above your your weakest parts and make that you know he's a strength foreign, for hustling he's in previous episodes oh, yeah but that's my takeaway from this um for sure definitely hit me up i'm a nice guy i'm not a scammer I won't... <laughs> <laughs> something a scammer would that's say, what i'm saying that's something a scammer a scammer someone wants you to know he's a scam artist um definitely um nah, so, for um don't be afraid you know to go Go get um whatever you want, man. Um, self educate yourself. Always be nice to anybody you meet. It don't matter if he's like the ugliest person, the cutest girl, whoever it was. Be nice to everybody, man. Um, always be positive. Never look at the negative stuff in your life because um the negative always brings you down. Mm. Um, and last but not least, always work smarter, not harder. Mm. You gotta have a whole different episode about that, but. <laughs> That's a different topic for a different day. So y'all heard them. Make sure, um, Sebas, what's your what's your social if you want to give that out? My, you can find me on Instagram on sebalo31, sebalo31, however you want to say S E B A L O W thirty one. Um, definitely follow me. That's pretty much where I'm mostly at. Um, I won't give up my number, but maybe if you're lucky, you can get it. 
Hey. But for real, make sure if you have any questions regarding mortgage loans, if you bought that process, if you're interested in getting a home, have any questions about that, um, that process, financial process, make uh feel free hit up Sebalos. Make sure you hit up Mr. Sebas. Um, he'll help you out with any questions that you may have. Um, if you're interested in learning more, so definitely go reach out. And if you have any questions about hustling, you know, he definitely got your back. And yeah, yo, just like Eden said, um, you know, you want to make sure that you work hard. You want to make sure that you're surpassing um, any, you know, pitfalls that you might have. You want to definitely go fix those up. It'll help you hustle. It'll, you'll learn a lot while you're hustling. All that. So that concludes this week's episode. Make sure you follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, CastBox, anywhere you listen to podcasts, we're up on there. I want to thank Edom for coming back. Uh, prayers out for Edom as he's recovering from his ACL. Um, hopefully, you'll up to running soon. Um, and thank Bye. you very much, Sebas, for being on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Um, sure, brother. Always. Definitely, definitely, bro. We definitely appreciate you coming on and speaking that, speaking that knowledge. Giving that food. All right. So we'll see you guys next week. Deuces.